Okay, Harry Potter fans, welcome back to Chatty Potter. I once again forgot to record an intro to this before I came to Florida on my trip, so this is my rubbish laptop microphone to do this intro. This is me and Amelia talking about unpopular Harry Potter opinions. Amelia, thank you so much for joining us. Um, do you want to start off by introducing yourself, talk about who you are, what you do on the internet? Absolutely. Well, my name's Amelia, and I do TikTok. I do um, mainly Harry Potter-based stuff now, but... I also do other stuff and yeah, TikTok. <laughs> we love the Harry Potter stuff. I mean, we love it all. We love Thank the Harry you. Potter stuff, especially. Oh. You know, I actually first found you from your series of dad jokes with your dad. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, no, they were fun. They were the, really yeah, fun. They were really fun. I need to bring my dad back into them. So you ever thought about doing like Harry Potter themed dad jokes? Oh my God, no. What? Why? Take what? the idea. Why haven't I thought of that? That's a I have one. Idea. I have one. Okay, go go for it. Harry Potter walks into a bar because Uncle Vernon put them on his window. That's probably... I need to tell my dad that. <laughs> he would love that. You can have that. You can have that one. Um, excellent idea. I feel, I'm very excited for that. Um, so, do you want to talk about your relationship with Harry Potter? Like, when you got into it, why you like yes. it so much, why you make content about it? Well, actually, bringing my dad back into it, he bought me the books when I was really little. Mm -hmm. So read me because I when the films came out, I think I was only one years old, so I was baby, and so Dad bought me the books. He would read me the books to go to sleep and stuff like that. And then when I got older, he showed me the films, and I was obsessed. I'd say the third film is what really got me into it. Obsessed with Hermione, would dress up as her, just rewatch the films over and over and over again. Had posters all over my room i was obsessed but yeah that's kind of it was my dad who who bought me the book the books got me into the films so it's kind uh, of like you know childhood, childhood yeah childhood. i feel like that's such a wholesome question to ask because pretty much everyone i've asked it's always like i shared this with one of my parents like growing up like they read it to me and it always feels like sharing that with your parents like having it fondly instilled in you from such a young age like so many yeah. people say that it's actually, so I have a cute little story for my birthday. I think it was maybe my seventh or eighth birthday. My dad, well, my dad did it, but obviously I was so young, I, I didn't know my dad did it, but he like made a fake Hermione, a, a letter from Hermione for my birthday and said, um, in the letter it was something like, dear Amelia, here's my wand, look after it. And he bought me the wand and it was the most magical day. Cause I was like, Hermione gave me my, my, her wand and I went into school and everyone's like no way no way it was so sweet so cute oh my gosh that's so wholesome I, I love know. that so sweet do you still you have know, the same so, wand I do I do um but it's like where I used to drop it all the time the 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 tip the tip of the wand is like destroyed mm-hmm but no, I still have it, of course. <laughs> love that. I love that. I actually, so I, I still had my first one until a little, little while ago. And then I like, I thought it was smart. I, so I went on a night out with my friend. It was Harry Potter themed for like costumes and stuff. And I took the first one that. I ever had and it ended up snapped in half. And it was oh, just I've snapped. I've snapped Devastated. It. I have Harry's wand as well. And I snapped it making a TikTok video, which is. Oh, really nice. Cool. Worth it. Well, yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> still. <laughs> oh, I love that. What a lovely story. I know. So sweet. So I'm getting I'm getting certain vibes from you, but I want to ask you anyway, rather than assuming. What is your Hogwarts house? Oh, do you want to guess? And I'll tell you. Should we on three? Should we say it at the same time? Okay, ready. Yep. One, two, three. Hufflepuff. Ravenclaw. 
Oh. I people say that I give off Hufflepuff vibes, but mm -hmm. I'm definitely a Ravenclaw. I feel okay. I've taken the test. I've taken loads of tests. It's always. Yeah. It's, I think when I first took the test, when I was about I don't know tw when Pottermore first came out, I was a Hufflepuff when I was younger. Now I've grown. Now I've grown up, and now I'm Ravenclaw. So. See, here's the thing. I so I took the test when I was when Pottermore first came out, and I was Slytherin. And I feel like I've grown into a Hufflepuff as I've gotten older, but I feel like they don't get resorted in Harry Potter. No, Whatever I you're first sorted that. as, like, I feel like I'm stuck as a Slytherin, you know? Yeah, like I would have been stuck as a Hufflepuff, but now mm -hmm. that I'm older, I'm a Ravenclaw. They should do resortings, like, halfway through. Oh, 100%. Also, like, you cosplay Luna a lot and, like, make some Luna content, like, and that's that's a Ravenclaw, like, it fits. Yeah! Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Ravenclaw. Love that, love that. Okay, and while we're on sort of your experience with Harry Potter, do you want to tell us what your favourite book, favourite movie are? Yes, okay, so my... Obviously, I love the first one, book and film. They're, like, so nostalgic and I love it. But my favourite film, like I've said, is the third one. Yeah. Because when I was younger, loved Hermione. I would recreate the scene where she punches Draco. It was great. With someone playing Draco? <laughs> My dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my favourite book is, I think, the fourth one. I love the fourth one. Oh, yeah. That is such a solid book, honestly. Yeah. And I feel like it flies under the radar. It's so few people's favourite. Yeah. No, I really like the fourth the fourth book. I still like the film, but the third one is, like, special. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, stylistically, the third one is the most beautiful, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's... Oh, I'm obsessed with it. I love it. I can. Yeah. I, I know it word from word. It's. <laughs> you know it's, what? I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> seeing your content, not surprised in the slightest. No, but it, it's it's a great movie, and I feel like it's the most popular favorite of everybody that I've asked on the podcast. So so yeah. decent answer. Um, today we're going to talk about unpopular Harry Potter opinions. All right. I've collected a few from some people on Instagram. Okay. But first, I believe you've got one that might ruffle some feathers. <laughs> So should we jump into that? Okay, so to cut a long story short, unpopular opinion, I thought Harry should have been expelled. Let me explain. So I think in the, it's the sixth film, book, sixth film, but when he, it was mainly in, um, when he did the, I can never pronounce it, Sempra, Sempra spell, yeah. to Draco. He so should have gotten expelled. Yeah. Like, why why didn't he that's my main that's my main one yeah I'd... i feel like causing multiple lacerations on another student's body and making them almost bleed to death yeah and probably I think grounds for expulsion i'm sure there's a rule that says if you don't know what a spell is don't use it you'd think so wouldn't you yeah it's a school <laughs> and why wasn't harry expelled <laughs> yeah although i suppose by extension maybe Severus Snape should not leave a book with that written in the margins, just in his cupboard for anyone to grab. That's so true. Maybe he forgot it was there, though. But then again, if you think about Hogwarts rules, like detention, go into the Forbidden Forest, <laughs> yeah. it's not great. <laughs> yeah, 11-year-olds you know? on detention. Let's take them to find the thing that's been slaughtering unicorns in the dead yeah. of night. And after Dumbledore was like, it is, it, don't go in there. It's forbidden. <laughs> oh, but you can go in there for detention. That's fine. 
don't get it. And they it. split up. As well. Like, you'd almost be like, okay, maybe they're under Hagrid's protection, so it's kind of okay. But when he's like, let's split into two groups, the 11-year-olds by themselves. With a dog. And I'll take, yeah, <laughs> with a coward dog. Yeah. Dreadful. You're right. Yeah, the, 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 the school rulemaking needs some work. I feel like a Hogwarts. So you've obviously referenced the sixth book with why you think he should be expelled. Do you mm. think there's much... I feel like there's some grounds for him being expelled probably earlier in the series as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Because it's always at the end of the, the books and films when everything happens. Yeah. But I'm trying to think. They Obviously, they almost got expelled um, when they went into the Whomping Willow. Yep. But I think, you know, that's all right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <that's> <laughs> yeah, let yeah. Slide. Um, what else did he do? Um, so I don't know that it's grounds for expulsion because it was largely self-defense. Um, yeah. I made a TikTok about this the other day, but I, I feel like it's weird that no one ever really mentions that Harry essentially killed Quirrell and, uh, when he was 11. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, I have something for that. Go on. So I was going to make a TikTok about it, actually. Um, so, okay. So you know what they call Thestrals? The yeah, yeah. invisible... Luna can see them. And then yes. Harry doesn't be able to see them until the fifth film mm -hmm. because he watched Cedric get Avada Kedavra makes yep. sense but I'm like but if he had basically killed Quirrell mm. couldn't he see the Thestrals after that yeah see it's it's murky it's, it's murky ground because I think he passes out before Quirrell fully dies but yeah like does that it's mean if so, if you just like close your eyes, does that mean you wouldn't see the Thestrals? Even if you're like, you've seen somebody die, but you haven't seen them like take their last breath. Do you know what I mean? You've seen the thing that yeah. kills them. I don't know. It's 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 some murky waters. But equally, um, the end of the Goblet of Fire, he's already seen Cedric die. But he they still describe the carts as being pulled by themselves when they leave Hogwarts in the book. And it's like, he's seen Cedric die now. Where are the Thestrals? That's so true. I didn't even think of that. Hmm. <sighs> That needs to explain more because you know there can be like explanations for it. Maybe it takes a while or like yeah, I don't know. But still, it's like yeah. I feel like the most logical answer is that J.K. Rowling just didn't think of Thestrals until she wrote Book Five, right? That that makes the most sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But um, it's still fun to find in-universe answers. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you have to process the death and like yeah. I don't really know, but yeah, that's. You'd, you're right. Everyone goes to like his, him seeing his mother die, for example, when he was a kid, or or like Cedric at yeah. the end of the Goblet of Fire. But Quirrell's a solid one as well. Yeah, because <laughs> he was so young, like he probably doesn't remember his parents dying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's probably why he couldn't see them. But still, it's the whole Quirrell thing. Yeah, and like I just feel like maybe when you're 11, if you if you kill somebody, self defense or otherwise, there might be some trauma there that would come up in the following years, not just never talk about it again. Yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, we can do plot holes as well as unpopular opinions. I feel like we've gotten oh, sidetracked. There's a few plot holes. Um, but you know what? I like I like the idea of him getting um. I like the idea of Harry getting expelled. I also think it would be a really good plot arc to just see what the chosen one does if he doesn't have the protection of Dumbledore and Hogwarts That's in his so sixth true. year. That'd be cool. That Write that be fanfic. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I'd read that. Should we go to some um viewer submitted unpopular opinions? Oh, see please. what you think about these. Absolutely. Okay, so Laura Fellon says Harry and Luna should have been Endgame. What do you think about that romantic pairing? Because I feel like that gets thrown around quite a lot. Mm, I love them as friends. Yep. I've never really seen them as, like, together. 
like when I was younger, I used to ship like Harry and Hermione all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's quite popular, right? A lot of people do. Yeah, but I've never, I've always seen Luna and Harry as friends. But then again, it's like, I oh know they could be cute. They could be. They could be cute. I, you're, you're right. I don't necessarily see that like chemistry between them where it would go no. from like friendship to something else. Um, it, I feel like it would be the most chaotic relationship ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be sweet though to see them. But I do, I love Ginny and Harry. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I feel like, so my main problem with this opinion sort of falls in, you know, in the movies when Neville and Luna end up together. I feel yeah. like my problem with that is that not every character needs a romantic relationship to right. like tie up that arc. Do you know what I mean? Like Luna's a great character without a romantic storyline. Same with Neville. Yeah. Kind of happy with them not romantically getting involved with people, they did you know? Like in the end end. In, so in, in the in the book they don't get together but they end up married in the 19 years later i think i think or, or uh not married to each other but like with separate oh, partners with some, yeah yeah with someone else so i think yeah. luna's with newt's grandson if i'm not mistaken oh yeah that's right yeah yeah um but yeah in the movie when it's like oh let's put neville and luna together it's like it's a bit too pretty and tied up with a bow for yeah. me i'm glad i'm kind of glad they didn't end up together in the end yeah it was cute in the moment i kind of liked it but yeah it's like, not forever yes yeah like everyone's I... just getting together it's like past the fourth film it's like everyone's like i want to get with everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah all the hormones of being a teenager <laughs> yeah. exactly also i guess like i mean if you've just survived the biggest wizarding war of of your life maybe maybe you would want to seek comfort in somebody else yeah yeah there's a pretty sweet moment in the last film isn't there with neville and luna yeah it's really sweet yeah. Okay. So Harry and Luna, great as friends, but probably probably not going for their romantic. Yeah. Cool. I think cool. So. Okay. Next unpopular opinion. This one's from Georgie Page. I don't like Dobby. He's nice enough, but yawn. He's boring, and and it, it's cut off. He's boring and. <laughs> He's boring and. He's boring and. He's boring and. <gasps> See, I kind of. When I was younger, I wasn't a big fan of Dobby. Oh, that's going to upset some people. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. However, I did cry in the cinema when he died. Mm -hmm. So, I yeah, in the, in the second film, seeing Dobby, it was just a bit annoying. But then again, I think he was meant to be annoying to Harry. Yeah. So I, I wasn't a big fan of Dobby. But by the end, I was like, I want to love him. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like the movies probably do them dirty a little bit. It's a bit more nuanced oh, yeah. in the books, like, and there's more like in the Goblet of Fire and the Order of the Phoenix and stuff. There's more instances of him yeah, coming I to prefer, help. I prefer Dobby in the books as well as all the all the household elves. Like, there's so many that aren't in the films. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, you you know what? You are right. If you were to take the Chamber of Secrets in isolation, I can see him being very bloody irritating. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, I agree. Still didn't deserve the death that he got, though. Poor guy. I'm glad to hear that you cried. And nice to know that you're human. Not not <laughs> nice to know that you're upset, but uh, <laughs> glad to know those emotions registered. That's cool. I know, because the last film was the only film I could see in the cinema. Because I, I think I just turned 12, and it's the 12. Really? So it was the only one I was able to see. And I was like, oh, I was, I loved it. But like, yeah, I was so emotional. So emotional. I cried. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> That must be so because I like I grew up at an age where I pretty much saw them like I was the Harry Potter age. I saw them in the cinemas. I was sort of growing up with yeah. with them. Yeah. 
And it, but it just strikes me as so like I think about this quite a lot about like people who have grown up with it all being released already, like yeah. or or like well, like you were only able to see the last one in the in the cinema, and it just mm. feels like such a different experience to what I had with the with the series. It's so cool. Yeah, no, I think it was um, when I got into really into the films. I mm. think the the sixth film has just had just come out, or the fifth. Okay, I can't remember because I had posters of it all. So that's how I remember, you know, that that was yeah, 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 when they came out. So yeah, I couldn't see them in the cinema. Oh but they man, were out. They were yeah, out. until the last one. That must have been a that must have been a, a big one if you were already that big of a fan. Oh yeah. It, it was like a full day. I went with all my other Harry Potter fan friends. Oh, it was, it was brilliant. I love that. Did you dress um, up? No, that was a missed opportunity. I'm kind mm -hmm. of disappointed I didn't. But I did bring a wand. <laughs> nice, nice. The Hermione <laughs> wand from earlier. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I have Sirius Black's wand as well. I like that one. Mm, which is beautiful. Like, I've never really yeah, paid much attention to it. What a beautiful it. wand. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah, we didn't dress up actually. I didn't dress up going to any of the Harry Potter films, and now like, now. yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Now talking to people, and they're like, yeah, we dress like because it feels like it was a bigger thing in the US, like more of a thing to dress up and make a spectacle yeah. of these like big releases. So he's like, when I get like Americans on the show, the show, the podcast, um, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we would dress up like all of my friends and I would go for the midnight release in like full Hogwarts robes, and I'm just like, oh my god. That sounds incredible. Yeah. I kind of hate that British, like, don't care attitude. Like, you're not allowed to care about anything. It's not cool, you know? Yeah. No, like, I've been to um, Harry Potter Studios, like, four times and didn't dress up. I didn't dress up. Again, missed opportunity. I did, actually. This is a bit of a, like, inside thing. I don't know. But I wore, mm. I wore um, happy birthday badges. So they thought it was my birthday. It wasn't my birthday. Oh my god, you so scammed I them. Was, I scammed them because they were like, because at the beginning, spoiler if you haven't been there, but at the beginning they say, Who, whose birthday is it? So I was like, it's mine. It's not mine, but you'll be able to open the doors, get special treatment. Like, come on. Buy Love that. Buy <laughs> but no, I didn't dress up. Didn't dress up. Oh Buy man. I'm. You know what? I'm actually going on Tuesday. Maybe I should dress up. Get a badge as well. <laughs> yeah, I'll get to it. There'll be get these kids like raising their hand. It's my birthday. I'm like, move out of the way. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. No, it's great. Honestly. <laughs> I'll consider it. I'll consider yeah, it. Um, but Dobby, we think irritating in isolation in the Chamber of Secrets. But if we take the books as a whole, kind of like kind of get him back on side before his death. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You don't seem entirely heartless then. <laughs> I cried in the last film, okay? Okay, no, that's fine. Not. That's all right. So long as I mean, so long <laughs> as you promised there were actual tears. Oh, absolutely! But my friend next to me, who hadn't seen Harry Potter at all, mm. um, don't know why she came to the last film. Hadn't <laughs> seen it. I like dragged her along. Um, she, I was sobbing, Dobby's death, and she had like poured water into her eyes, and she was like, "Yeah, it's so emotional." I was like, "Don't, don't make fun of this. I'm not okay. You can't." Oh, it was to make fun of you. At first, I thought yeah. you meant she was just sat there, like, thinking it was inconspicuous, pouring water into her <laughs> eyes, like, I'm crying too, guys, I'm involved. No, I mean, no, it was, it was, it just was to make fun mean. Of me. <laughs> it wasn't okay. I did Are you cry. still friends? Pardon? Are you still friends? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> no, but I did, I cried at uh, Fred's death in the, in the books, not the film, actually, but mm. the books. Yeah. 
it's well we don't really see it in the films do we we just sort of see his body later on yeah that is for me like for me fred's death is the hardest hitting one just because it's the people that he leaves behind it's like you think about the impact on them and that's more significant than for me than for any other death in the series no i agree Okay, now I'm emotional. Can we move yeah, on? Yeah, we've taken a, we've <laughs> taken a very morbid turn. Um, let's get back to the opinions. Okay, so Carissa Barron says Draco was a victim of bad parenting. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I feel like it would be hard to argue that he didn't have bad parents. I guess we should talk about how much responsibility he needs to take for himself compared to how much is like the fault of his parents. Yeah, it's, I think it's always been his dad, I think. Because mm-hmm. his mum... I don't know, kind of redeemed herself at the end when she goes dead, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, don't like his dad. No, no. And then that is, I guess that is a lot of pressure on, uh, particularly like a 10 or 11 year old, when you've had this, these ideologies instilled in you for so long. Yeah. And then you go to school and you think you're above everyone else and you just take these prejudices. Like, it's hard to grow out of that. Yeah. And like, I guess people forget that Draco's not an adult at the end of it. Like, he's seventeen, eighteen. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. still a kid. And you can see in the films as well that, like, when his parents ask for him to go to Voldemort, he hesitates. Mm. You can really see absolutely. That he so I think he would have been really nice if he didn't have really bad parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the capacity for it is there. Like, you can see the, like you say, the reluctance, the hesitation, the fact yeah. that he can't kill Dumbledore, like. To be honest, in the books, I didn't really sense that. Like, in the films I did, but in the books, I think he's always been not nice. Like, he didn't really get any redemption or anything. I mean, he didn't in the films. It's true, actually. You can't see him hesitate. It doesn't Mm. say that he hesitates. Like, he's always been... I've never liked him in... When I was reading the books, didn't like him. In the films, it's like... "Mm." Kinda, but reading it. Yeah, there's sort of like, there's like half a moment in the books, right, when Harry goes back and saves him from the room of requirement as it's burning. Like, oh, yeah. not it's quite like... a moment, but half a moment. But then he's still, he's still kind, like, I think they still find him with the Death Eaters later. Like, he's still kind of an ass. Like, he's sort of given every opportunity to redeem himself and doesn't take it. That said, I guess, like, if you spent the last three years with Voldemort living in your house threatening to kill your parents if you didn't do what he said, like, you'd probably be hesitant to turn your back on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little yeah. bit. No, there's the, the, the end, 19 years later, there's that mm-hmm. look at the end of the film that Harry gives him. You know, there's like a, I'll tolerate you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, I liked that. Mm-hmm. I liked that because it's like Harry forgives him. Yeah, like it doesn't have to have a pretty bow around it and they have their best yeah. friends suddenly drinking at the pub, but they're like, yeah. they don't have to hate each other like, anymore or like, even interact. Like that. that was kind of like my redemption for Drake. Yeah. In a sense. He has a family. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and you'd, you'd hope he doesn't let them see their grandfather. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so definitely Draco's got bad parents. I don't necessarily think that's an unpopular opinion, but... Um, Marga S. Morera says that The Order of the Phoenix is the best movie adaptation. Ooh. 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 Um, (laughs) I really like the books. Yep. The book, I mean. um, The film, it wasn't my Mm favourite, but I think actually my least favourite film was the second one. 
And I yep. don't really know why. It's the longest one. It's the longest one. Yeah, which is always surprising, right? I had the exact same reaction. The second book is the longest, or the second movie is the longest movie. And I just think, given the length of the books, why? Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. I had no idea. Yeah, but it, it kind of feels like it. I feel like that's why it's so many people's least favourite. Like, make it like hour and a half, hour 45, and you're fine, I feel like, for a, just a whodunit mystery in the Chamber of Secrets. But I can't even, you know what, I, th I think the runtime is like almost two and a half hours. That really surprises me. That's pr probably why I didn't like it. When two I was hours, younger. 41 minutes. <laughs> Whoa. I know, for a kid's film. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't like it when I was younger, because it was mm -hmm. too long. Uh, but then again, the third one's really long, and I was obsessed with that, but... The third yeah. one feels longer when you watch it. But anyway, going back to the fifth one... <laughs> yes, oh yeah, that was the whole point, yeah. <laughs> um, I think the reason I... I think I was just salty about Sirius's death. Yeah. And even though it was an amazing scene, I remember the first time I watched it, I was, I was not happy. Yeah, because you think he's going to come back, mm -hmm. but he doesn't. So, so just on that, I, I do have a question because you said you were quite young. You didn't catch a lot of these when they came out in the cinema. Did you read the books before you saw each of the movies, or, or no, did some of the movies you watched before you'd read the books? I I read the book. I read the first and second book before, because you know I was quite little, so my dad yeah, yeah, of course didn't. Um, but I watched all the films when I got older, and then I read the books. Or something. I can't remember. Sure. Kind of but like, like Sirius dying in the Order of the Phoenix movie was a shock to you. You didn't know that yeah, was coming. Yeah, because it was the first time I yeah I watched it. But for oh the, my gosh, for that the... must have been such a moment. Oh, it was. <laughs> I was just sitting <laughs> on the couch like, no. Um, but I think I read the books before the last films came out. Yep. So I knew about everything that was going to happen. But I still yeah. probably died. You know, that's the whole thing. Of course. Um, I think that's handy to read the books before the last film because there are so many yeah. things that I hadn't really noticed until I've like seen them online. But like Sirius's mirror is never really mentioned until the oh, last yeah. book. Like uh, Lupin and Tonks's kid is never really mentioned until Remus comes back from the dead with the resurrection stone, so and how he's like, yeah. So the fact that you read them before the last one to get all that context, I feel like is yeah, definitely probably made the experience though, better. Because again, I was. Still quite young, Still quite and little. I just I did I did a proper reread recently too. I can't believe it took me that long to reread them again. Sure, like recently. Um, but it's I mean I can see why it would take you so long to do it. It's a big venture to go into to read that many pages of material. Yeah. It's a <laughs> I lot. I love it so much. I was like, right on to the next book, next book. <laughs> it, it didn't take me that long to be honest. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I kind of wanted the fifth film to be longer in a, in a way. Yeah. Like, I think so much is left out of it that, yeah, I wanted more, kind of. Yeah, I feel that way about The Order of the Phoenix and The Half-Blood Prince. Like, there are, those are the two I'd want to be, like, pushing three hours. I almost feel like The Deathly Hallows of the last three was the one that least needed to be split in two parts. Like, split yeah. the other two. That said, and I think the reason why I somewhat agree with the fact that The Order of the Phoenix is the best movie adaptation, it's not my favourite movie, but I think the book has the biggest pacing issues. In the book, there are a lot of like dull yeah. moments, whereas I feel yeah. like they cut those out of the movie well. That was the book that took me the longest to read because mm -hmm. I was getting almost bored of some yeah. sections. 
so yeah i agree with that <laughs> yeah so even if it's not our favorite movie i feel like it could be considered the best adaptation because it's the biggest step up in quality if that makes sense yeah no maybe that makes sense i like that one okay good good <laughs> so um i've got two now so okay. mapp says snape is a good person as their unpopular opinion and i'm the fan of everything says snape is a horrible person as their unpopular opinion oh. i'm not sure which is more unpopular it does feel a bit like a 50 50 split it definitely is because i, I really, want to know what your thoughts are i really agree with both i think he had good intentions mm -hmm. but he, like he bullied kids like <laughs> hard to redeem nice. he was like your classic kind of villain in a sense like he would do bad things for the people he love he loves yes you know that's kind of the way i see him but still like really misguided decision making but yeah. ultimately sacrifices himself to save the wizarding world which you Pretty can't much. really look past yeah so he had good intentions but he wasn't a nice person yeah i think i'm with you on that mm. although He's still one of my favourite characters, not going to lie. Oh, excellent <laughs> character to include in it. The, the, what he brings to the plot is amazing. Incredible. My, I guess my gripe with the statement, he he had good intentions. It's like, what were his, his intentions when he made fun of Hermione's teeth? And... Yeah, see, that's what I mean. It's like, I, it is, his good intentions were to save like, the wizard world. Yeah, the big scale, the macro. Big scale yeah, yeah, to kind of look after harry i mean he didn't let's be honest yeah. like, but he he did what he needed to do mm. to get him there so like yeah it's a tricky one it is tough it is tough which i, I feel like is makes is why it makes it makes him such a why am i struggling to get this sentence out it's what makes him <laughs> such a compelling character he is yeah yeah and alan rickman is oh phenomenal amazing Hell yes. Yeah. Love that. Okay, so we've got splinters in our bum. We're sitting on the fence with this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's fine. Um, Bellatrix is a Hufflepuff, says Jodie Lauren. That's so interesting. That's, a, that's left field, huh? Yeah, because she's such a mean... She's mean. Yeah. Like, she's not nice. Right, so but where would you again, say mean like, people go? No, no, that's not what I was saying. What are you saying? What, what, how should mean people be in Amelia? Let me finish. <laughs> okay, excuse me. What a terrible host of a podcast. I've always seen her as such a... Oh, I don't know. This is this is interesting. I've never properly thought of that. Because mm. I was about to say before you interrupted... Excuse me, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll be quiet. That, um, not all Slytherin's bad. Um, you are quite right. <laughs> yeah. Um... But, you know, some are also extremely evil, but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've always seen her as a Slytherin. It's kind I think, of hard to see her in a different, in a different yeah. house. There are, there are arguments to be made for her, like her loyalty, like her unwavering loyalty to Voldemort is definitely Hufflepuff vibes. Yeah. But ultimately, like, she she is hateful she is she's prideful like her the the importance she puts on blood purity mm. like how much she craves the power and to be like voldemort's most loyal servant that's all like pride ambition cunning it's all very slithering oh yeah absolutely to be honest when she was like when she was doing the sorting hat i wouldn't be surprised if she was 
like saying like please put me in Slytherin please put me in Slytherin yeah and the hat put her in Slytherin so I don't know um yeah that's interesting yeah, I, I like, like that. I, I like that one. I do like that. That's a bit of a bit of a thinker. I I also guess like similar to what we were saying before about like Malfoy having all this stuff put on him by his father. Like mm. she's obviously part of the noble house of Black, so she yeah, probably had all this horrible stuff spewed onto her. She has to be a Slytherin. Yeah, exactly. So interesting. Yeah. I love that from Jodie Lauren on Instagram. I like that. Okay, <laughs> we've got Wessel Do who says Molly was flawed. Oh, I love Molly. I love Molly. I feel like at first, the first thing we have to address is that having flaws doesn't make somebody a bad yeah. person slash character, right? If anything, it makes her a more believable character. Yeah. No, she's perfect. And she's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Love that. We um, stand Molly Weasley here. We stand Molly Weasley. Oh, I, I know. I, she's my favourite, like, mum. Yeah. Oh, so, absolutely. She's amazing. Yeah. She, I mean, yeah. I think I think she definitely has, like, the way that she treats Fred and George, because she doesn't understand, like, yeah. their ambition, where they're going to be successful. Um, and, like, when she believes the Daily Prophet about Hermione, when it says that she, like, broke Harry's heart, yeah. there are flaws there. But yeah. I wouldn't say that makes her a flawed person. It probably just makes her no. human. Yeah, she, she sounds like a like a secret Karen on the inside. You know what I mean? I could see her being a bit of a Karen, yeah. A a Karen. But like a lovable Karen, not... Yeah, yeah. Like, she wouldn't scream at people or anything like that. But mm -hmm. it's her beliefs and, I don't know, yeah. stuff like that. So... Oh, my God, she would ask to speak to the manager, though, wouldn't she, in Diagon oh, Alley? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God, is Molly Weasley a Karen? <laughs> what have we discovered? Oh, my God. So, yeah, she may or may not have flaws. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to <laughs> swiftly move on. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if, I wonder if Molly was more of a Karen, and then like you get like Arthur's like playful live and let live experimental side, who's maybe like curbed that like disrespectful side of the Karen. Do you know what I mean? The two of them have made each other better people. She's made him a bit more responsible. He's made her a bit more like forgiving. Yeah, they fit so well together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we've curbed the Karen slightly. Okay, well, I'm, I'm happy with that. We can leave yeah, that yeah, there. Yeah, that's good. I can go on. <laughs> I almost, my heart was in my mouth for a second there when we left <laughs> it at that. Um, so, that, that's pretty much all the unpopular pins that I grabbed. I feel like we, we put the world to rights on a few of them. Proud of us. Yeah, no, same. Love that. Um, I do have a few questions that I ask every guest as we get towards the end of the podcast. Okay. Um, so... I'm going to go through these. First of all, uh, this isn't a typical one, but I am interested. If you could see like a Harry Potter spin-off, because I know Fantastic Be Beasts isn't the most popular sort of franchise, what kind of spin-off would you like? Who would you like to see more about? What I've do you want to see? This. I actually have thought about this. Oh, hit me with it. Um, The Marauders. Nice. And also, I've always wanted um, like the founders. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'd love to to see that and how they met, or I don't know their story because we like barely... the, yeah the, the early years of Hogwarts yeah. or, or yeah. Hogwarts coming to be in the first place mm. and like Rowena Ravenclaw and mm -hmm. Talisman Slytherin all that like that seems so yeah. interesting because in the Sorting Hats early songs don't they say that that Godric Gryffindor and Salazar Slytherin were like really really good friends and I'd like to see how those personalities yeah. get on so well just before they break apart with Hogwarts oh, it would like be so good wouldn't it I'd love that. Like, you've got, like, Godric Gryffindor as the regular hero, and then Salazar Slytherin is, like, the anti-hero, and how they sort of kind of butt heads, but always come back together. Like, almost like Loki and Thor in Marvel. Yeah, oh! 
Oh, see, that would be so good. Yes. See, I've always thought that. I've always wanted since, um, I can't remember. I think it was, yeah, it was uh, Chamber of Secrets mm -hmm. when McGonagall was like, explaining it. I'm like, I want to know more. Yes. Like, tell me more because we barely know anything. Um, yeah, I'd love that. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I'd love that. I actually saw um, a post a little while ago. It was like, if, um, I think it was on a Facebook page or something. Someone was like, if you, if you could make a series about the founders, which actors would you want to play them? And some of the answers were so interesting. Oh, Someone was like Ian McKellen as like a gender bend Helga Hufflepuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, kind of, kind of want it. Yeah, it would be great. Oh, and the Marauders. Obviously. Yeah, the Marauders, of, of course. I feel like yeah. we all desperately want that. Yeah, it's like how many fan made like films and trailers I've seen. I just want it. <laughs> yes. Want it. Love that. Okay, a couple more questions for you. Okay. Imagine you're in charge of Hogwarts, and your first task is that you have to eliminate an entire house. Which house do you pick? The change in expression on your face when I finish that question, then. You know the one that first came to mind? What? Gryffindor? <laughs> Surprisingly popular answer for this question, you know. Really? Yeah. Go on, hit me with why. I don't really know. I think they're weirdly problematic mm -hmm. but maybe that's just harry yeah kind of maybe just <laughs> harry. i mean Ginny opened the chamber of secrets so maybe also Ginny. true um i don't know i think it would be because with the gryffindor and slytherin bumping heads all the time i mm -hmm. think it would be very peaceful without gryffindor yeah, I like that it's Gryffindor and Slytherin bumping heads and it's the Gryffindors you choose to get rid of and not the Death Eaters kids. I don't know. I'm thrilled I with like, that. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. No, 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 don't. It's fine. Slytherin's my house, so you you, you stick with Gryffindor. It's fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> love that. Okay, you know what? And I love that was the, like, you didn't even stop to think. You were like, I think it's Gryffindor. I think it's Gryffindor. Like, and it's I don't really know came... why. No, yeah, it was the first one that came into mind. Love yeah. that. Okay, you're magic now, Amelia. Okay, you can do magic, but you can only do one spell forever. Which spell are you picking? Okay. Again, another one that first came to mind was Accio. Nice, very so popular. With that one. Yes. I'm going to stick with that. That was the first one that came to mind. Love that. That's a great answer. You know, if I want something from Sainsbury's, I can be like Accio Apple, and it you know, don't have to get up. Don't have yep. to get up. It's quite Love a that. One, isn't it? I'm proud that of is that. a really good answer. You know, a, so a lot of people say, excuse my squeaky chair, by the way, I don't know if you can hear it. It's Sorry, very God. annoying. Um, <laughs> a lot of people say Accio. And you know what? Everyone who says it falls into one of two camps. Okay. okay. Camp one is people who are a little lazy and say what you said. If I want something from somewhere, I can just summon it and it comes to me. And the other camp is people who are disorganized and can't find things and they're just Accio it and then oh, they, they find it. Clever. And it's it's so telling about people which of those two camps they fall into. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the lazy one. That's that's fine. We love that. We love that. Okay, final question. Okay. You can get a magical tattoo, and it moves similar to how like the portraits on the walls move. What moving tattoo do you want? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! This is really tricky. What's that? Like a bird or something? That's kind of boring though. No, you're a Ravenclaw. A bird is perfectly suited to you. A like, yeah, the Ravenclaw bird. Just like oh. flying all over your body, like you don't know yeah. where it's going to show up. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of the the tattoos from Moana. You know the mm. his name. He has like tattoos that he can move and control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I would like that, like with stories and stuff, because that's oh, his, that's cool. That, that tells tells stories. Yeah. Oh, I love that actually. That's a great answer. I like that. Nice. Thank you, Moana. Very good, very good. Not an original answer. You've stolen that one, but you can have it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so, listen, Amelia, it's been so fun chatting to you. Thank you so much for you coming too. on. Do, is there anything you want to plug before we wrap up? Uh, uh, my TikTok. Mm -hmm. Go watch my TikToks. Also Harry Potter. Oh, and Instagram. I post on Instagram too. Not as much Harry Potter, but still. Yeah, yeah. What are your handles? Uh, just Amelia Gabs. Love that. Definitely go and watch it. I think... Um, I get as many notifications from a comment on one of your videos as I do from my own videos. And that's your which Harry Potter voice suits me, like when you go through like Ginny, Luna. Oh, yeah. And I left a comment like they kind of all fit weirdly. And I get more notifications on my TikTok from that comment getting like voted up and replies to it than like oh, well, my own videos. That was, that, that was the video that started it. Everyone was like, you look like Luna. I was like, all mm -hmm. right, there Run we go. Run with that. Started. Love it. Harry Potter videos, here we go. I love it. All right, mm -hmm. perfect. Well, thank you so much. Please do come back for another episode. We can I put love, the world absolutely. to rights on some more opinions. It's yeah, been so fun. So much to talk about. We haven't even got. This isn't. This isn't. It isn't even 50% of what we can talk about. Not even 50%. So we'll have to do a third episode. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Do you just want to be co host? <laughs> yes. That'd be so fun.